0: Resilience, determination, fight, yeah. wow. hey. <laughs> and victory. I would <laughs> say victory. <laughs>
1: I've got Sandra on the Due Token podcast. Uh, Sandra, it's a pleasure to have you on the Due Token podcast. Thank
0: you. Pleasure to meet you
1: too. Yeah, no, likewise. And the reason why I'm really excited is because I'm reading over my shoulder here, and I can see that Sandra is an author, a consultant, a mother, a <laughs> survivor. So this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be some by a podcast so like I can't wait to hear what she's got to say again Sandra reached out to me on Facebook and said she had a really really great story that she would love to share on the podcast so Sandra just to start off with if you can please please kindly introduce yourself and tell us what you do for a living okay
0: my name is Sandra Neesh and I'm an author Mm -hmm. and At this particular time of my life, I've just transitioned into my writing career full time. Mm. It's only because I got damaged January the 19th because I used to work in health care, mental health. Oh, wow. So I was attacked at work and sadly can't work in mental health no more because my spine and my lower lumbar, well, still Mm. can move around, thank God. Yeah. But I'm here.
1: Okay, great to hear. And, you know, and you're very active in terms of your creativity as well. You know, and I'm not going to say too much because I know you're going to reveal more details. Now, I know you've got a fantastic and inspiring story that you like to share. So I'm going to stop talking and I'll let you tell us what it is.
0: Okay. well, the the title of my story is called Overcoming. Yeah. And um, this is a republication of my book. I gave it to a publishing company 2018. And um, it seemed as if I wasn't going nowhere with that book. Because mm. I'm doing the foot, I'm doing the legwork. Yeah. And all these people is doing, is like, they're, they're, they're enjoying my hard labor. Yeah. So I say, you know what, oh Lord, I need you to teach me what to do. So mm. I decided to you know, take on board and, you know, after taking the book away from the public, the publishing company, I went like an, on a sabbatical rest for two two to three years. And I decided that, as I said, you know, going and search and start to do some research around, you know, publication, even though I know because my first book called Survivor, I published it under my company CDR Writing and Production Limited. So, you know, I've started my journey again because you know when it started out in something for the very first time, you know you, you fall down, there are mm. like, lessons to be learned. Yep. So I've yep. learned my lesson <laughs> mm. yes and um, throughout that journey I've had some great setbacks. I've lost seven websites
2: wow. because
0: people you know whenever you know I gave my, my work for you know people to build my website, it's like I want the e-commerce and they gave me something different. Mm. It's not functional.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Last year was the worst time of my life. Mm. You know, after my book republished, I got this guy to build a website. And I never forget when I paid him the day. He said to me that you have some lovely content, you know, and it's a lovely website. You have. You can sell it after a few years. I, d- I don't come into business to sell my website. So I was like a little bit taken about why he said that. Mm. However, I didn't pay any mind until now the true colour of this guy was about to be revealed when I went to Yale for, you know, some campaign, do some campaign around my my work. Mm. And he was like, why did you go to Yale? (laughs) Why did you go to Yale? You know, and he he just started ranting, ranting, ranting Mm. until he just pulled down the website. He deleted everything wow so i can tell you you know last year i was just like you know going through a period of pain but determined i said to myself nothing ain't gonna stop me Mm. during that time i was at work and you know whilst at work i'm still juggling and decide because i know what i want to do so i never lose focus december to january Mm. that's when i said to myself you know what I definitely need to focus on my writing full-time. But I didn't know that it would be that kick that sent me out. Yeah. So mm. sometimes, you know, there's a saying that what the enemy meant for bad, God can turn it around for good. Because I can tell you now, now that I write this, the Lord showed me how to market my own product, mm. you know, set up my own Facebook page, Yeah. business page, I've do it on my own, I've created my own personal private Facebook page yeah. you know to, to, to um, share my story and my work mm. you know so all of those things I've learned and I to be honest I started building a website myself mm. and then I got a guy from Wix and he came on board and finished it up so you know yeah. that's my trials from last year but how did overcoming come about and I'll share now you know I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. A lot yeah. of time, you know, if people hear this word is like cringe, but we don't need to cringe or feel, you know, uncomfortable because it's, you know, a sector of life. Mm. The family, it's in society, it's among cohabitating um, people who are or who cohabitating in a relationship, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. husband and wives, you know, people, you know, f- you know, different. Gender, you know, people, who, you know, who, as long as you are forming relationships, I should say. Yeah. Sometimes people become, you know, intolerant. Yeah.
3: Mm. It's
0: among the LGBT group. So nobody escaped domestic violence at times. It's just because, you know, people misunderstanding each other. Yeah. People have got no patience. So this is how, you know, the physical part of, you know, the person may sorry but to say you know excerpt on the other person so i went through it um at the age of 21 when i started out in life yeah young naive you know didn't know nothing about life wasn't worldly wise you know didn't have family or parents that would say you know don't make this choice do this do that look out for this this is what you look out for into a relationship before you enter it. Yeah, you know, I didn't know. You know, and I do think you know. Looking back and where I'm at today, I do think God has a plan and a purpose.
3: Yeah, hundred.
0: I always say to people that you know. Turn your trials into triumph. Mm-hmm. Joyce Mayam, she said something that really stand out in my mind. She said. You know, if life throws lemon at you, use it to make lemonade.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Yeah,
0: yes. Good. So whatever I go through in life, I take it and turn it into a story to help those who can't help themselves. People are looking to be inspired, empowered, motivated. This is what um, overcoming is all about. It's mm. a story about a young girl who hand up into various relationships because she was naive and people take disadvantage of her. So you Mm. have some men out there, likewise women doing the same thing, you know, they see you, they say you're a nice person, you Mm. know, and they take you for for granted
1: Mm. and they
0: realize there's something that I said to myself, you know, I don't want to meet no man that, you know, we have the the same past. I'm looking for people with difference, Mm. too much similarity, you meet people and, you know, Joe was hurt, you know, Sylvia was hurt and Joe and Sylvia come together, they Mm. start to bleed on each other. Yeah. Yeah. and this is what happened sometimes you're going through a difficult situation and the devil knows he can smell you I always tell women when you come out of domestic abuse don't hurry to form a relationship don't be an an ace to form look after you because there's something on you that inviting these spirits, domestic violence is a spirit, Mm. whether people believe it yes or no because what happened in my family, and I'm not shame, and I'm not here to you know to bring down my family or disgrace my dad, you know, or my mom, but they didn't understand. Yeah. I always say, you know, my dad and my mom's demons, I left to fight it. Mm. Yeah. And mm. sadly, I had to deal with it. And I had to deal with it is like head-on collision. Because I decided, you know, when I, when I got in that relationship at 21, and it, after a year and a half, it becomes abusive. And I realized it's the same pattern of behavior that yeah. I walked away from, you know, in my parents' house. It's the same thing my mom went through that the devil wanted to exert on me. And I you know, said, no, no, devil, you're treading on dangerous ground because mm. I ain't going to take it. I'm different from my mom. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I was little, I was little and petite but I was a little fire.
2: Mm.
0: And I think maybe looking back is what I saw my mom went through. Then it developed this inner rage within me.
2: Mm.
0: And I do think, you know, sometimes we go through in life, God wants to curtail that that rage and bring it into a realm that it can use to glorify him. Mm. Yes. So, you know, this man turned into a beast. Mm. I'm going to say a beast. I have to learn to fight. I had to fight my way out of it. Yeah. yeah? I had to be diplomatic and never forget um after the birth of my first daughter, that's when it becomes a being yeah. And that man would beat the hell out of me. And so he'll beat, so I beat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You said it. You said it.
0: Oh, oh yes, I said, mm-hmm, <laughs> my mama, this is me. You yeah. ain't gonna take me down. Yeah. And I tell you, I plan how I was going to leave that environment. Now yeah. I just want to say, you know, listeners might be out there and they will hear this. And not many women have the courage to walk from a domestic violence environment. Mm. Especially when you have children, you start to talk, you start to think about the economy.
3: Mm.
2: How am
0: I going to look after my, my child or my children? Yeah. Especially when the man is the, the, the breadwinner. Because he provides for me, so I can't do nothing. Mm. I have to stay. And i never forget, you know, when I was um, experiencing that sort of, you know, backlash from my partner, I went to one of my friends, you know what they're sharing? And she said, "She said, you know what, I know what you're going through. And even if I want to help you, I can't help you for no more than one week. Mm. And I look at it and I said, it doesn't make sense. I walk out there. But I had to stay in it and strategize, strategize, yeah?
2: Mm. I
0: said to myself, I can't allow myself to remain in this sort of lifestyle because if I do, I may just lose my life because he was very relentless. Mm. Yeah, He was very harsh in his approach and he was very jealous. Mm. If a guy look at me or if I say hi, if somebody, as long as they're the opposite sex, and they say hi, and I respond. When I go home, it's a beaten. <laughs> <laughs> I can look back and I can laugh now. Yeah. You know what I said to? Because you know, I'm writing another book called, you know, Rising Above Barriers to Freedom. Yeah. And in the book, I'm talking about uh, when I first wrote my book that was previously Survivor.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I never liked it.
3: Oh right. Okay. I
0: hate that book. Mm. When I look at it, I say, yeah, it's so messy. I say, God, what the hell is this?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now I realize, no, God's going to turn my mess into message.
3: Because
0: mm. I've got to go out there and lose some bondage, Yeah, yeah? Help some people to break some bad habits. Help some sisters to embrace hope, yeah? Mm. To revalue themselves. A lot of time when women stay in these abusive relationships, they don't. They don't value themselves. Mm-mm. Nobody ever tell them how special they are. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And
0: yeah. until we can reach that stage in our life that we are God's gift. Mm. You want to know how my name changed from Carol Rowe to Sanjanish?
1: Please tell us. How did All it? All right.
0: It was this year. I went to my bed one night. Yeah. And um, in my dream, someone came to me and they said. Your name is Sandra. Wow. And I woke up on that uh, Sandra. I said, I don't like that name. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I don't see myself as a Sandra. Yeah, and yeah, side, yeah. You know, a voice said, Look, the meaning. So when I Google the meaning, it means defender of my people. Wow. I was at work and I, after lunch, I sat, you know, on a stool and I was just, you know, looking. Just in gaze, just, you know, chilling and everything. And I can tell you, a word just came just right past me like this. Mm. Niche. I said, what's that? And the voice said, that's your surname. Oh, wow. I was wow. going to call myself Adifaleke. Okay,
3: that's the name.
2: Yeah. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. I wanted to call myself that name. Yeah. anyway I went on that day and I said Nish what's the name what's the meaning of that word or that name and it says God's
1: gift oh wow interesting yes
0: interesting. so that's how the name Sandra Nish came about because if people here they're going to say I know that woman that's Carol but I don't answer to Carol no more <laughs> <laughs> you know in the Bible there are some prophets in the Bible that God changed the name
1: yes Yes, that's true, yeah. Like Abraham, yeah. Abraham.
0: Well, I don't Abraham.
1: joke. Abraham. Yes,
0: that's why I don't joke with my life no more.
1: Because mm.
0: mm. I realized that this life ain't mine ain't no more. Mm. Yes, yeah, so after, you know, after the, the encounter with this, this guy, you know, and all the mess that I found myself in, I've decided <clears throat> after three years I'm going to leave. But I couldn't leave easily. So my mm-hmm. mom who was going to migrate now. I decided i come up with a plan. Mm. So what I've done, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what happened the night when, uh, how I get delivered from, the, from that environment. <clears throat> One night I went to church because I was tired of living in sin. Mm. And I said, Lord, I'm going to resurrender my life. I keep on telling this guy, I said, listen, I'm not going to stay with you if we're going to continue in sin. I said, I need to clean up my heart. I need to get back on board. You say I'm a backslider and I don't like to live this life no more.
2: Because mm. if God
0: come and catch me in this state of living condition, I'm going to miss heaven. Mm. So, you know, because you know, he, he got saved when he was young, but he wasn't rooted and grounded like me.
2: Mm.
0: And I went to church and he said that he was going to come. He didn't come the night. When I go home, you know, a lot of, of excuses you know, one of his neighbor, you know, and he had to take him to hospital. So that night I said to him, the relationship done. By the time I opened my mouth, yeah, you, you just guess what, what, what comes after. Mm. And that was the night when I decided no God. I said, Lord, I know I've messed up. But if you're really real God, come and rescue me.
2: Mm.
0: And I never forget praying that prayer. When I prayed that prayer could tell it, it I prayed it the Friday night and the Monday morning, the door that, to the house I was living in knocked. and it was my younger brother, he was a police officer, and he came knocked the door and he came and he said, um, "Oh God want to talk with you." Now that's the dad that I didn't have a good relationship with. That's yes. a dad that told me that I have to leave home when I was 17. Mm. So that's how my upbringing was harsh. However, I decided to go out to him and he took a bunch of kids. And, and he said to me, oh, your uncle um, called me and tell me what you're going through. Because I have one uncle in Canada. And I, you know, always have dialogue with him. And I didn't know that he called my dad. He didn't mm-hmm. tell me he was going to do. But he did. And he came and my dad just handed me the bunch of he said, here, go live like somebody.
3: Yeah.
0: And I tell you, that's where the heist broke. I said, okay, Lord, even though you know I'm hungry with my dad, but you still use him to come and deliver me. Mm. And I tell you during that time my mom was planning to, you know, to migrate, and I started, you know. Preparing to leave about myself in a big suitcase. I put my children because I had two children for in there. And I put okay. the children's clothes and I put the suitcase under a bed. You know, in the Caribbean, in Africa, you have those beds you can go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I make sure when I dress the bed, the sheet is long. Yeah. So nobody can see <laughs> what is hidden under there because he ain't going under there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. when my mom, you know, flew out that evening, I Accompanied her to the airport mm. and I went back home and when I go home, I just look at him and I said, you know, baby love, sorry, the relationship done. And he was like, you can't leave me.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you want to embarrass me? <laughs>
0: yeah, because he was well known in the community. He was an electrician and, you know, very prominent person who, who worked on a lot of uh, houses nearby community etc and as a matter of fact he was the one that wired our house so you know Mm. he knows the setting and everything so he decided that he's gonna he's gonna take me to where I'm going how silly am I Mm. yeah he moved me out and he take me there but he never leave me alone Mm. he never he never left me alone at all you know he just keep bugging me bugging me watch me sometimes he will come by and you know pretending as if he's a children he's coming look for yeah and it was that opportunity to watch me to monitor my movement and it was very um, awkward for me and very um, frightening because you know he wouldn't he wouldn't give up and I didn't know what to do but all I knew i never go back to him it doesn't Mm. matter how much he he tried to threaten me or make me feel um you know intimidated I never and you know for the during that period of time things you know i would say just turned for the worst because he knew where where i lived, so there was no escape until about three to after three years you know i decided that you know i want to move on with my life so you know at that time now i met someone you know when i was going to a barbecue at church and we started a friendship yeah, in a relationship and after six months I was engaged
1: oh wow congrats yeah. no
0: he found out and he was like the devil from hell and his brother come up <laughs> he was crazy
1: <laughs> he said that's I I went in too early then
0: <laughs> he was crazy and one wow. day you know after six months we were planning now to move into marriage and you know because I was a teacher and after school my fiance would come and pick me up and that one particular day he came and picked me up and unfortunately he was on he was on the road when his, my fiance's car passed and he saw us
2: mm-hmm. and
0: in, in no time he reached by the house and just hear the kids them you know shouting mom mom, mom daddy come in dad, come in, dad. And he was looking hungry so, you know, just look, I'm going to look. By the time, you know, I get up from, you know, where we were, you know, discussing, you know, what we're doing, I realized that he was coming forceful towards the grill, you know, back home or where, in, you know, you have your grill, your house griller. So yeah. by the time I could call the kids and, you know, pull them inside and close it, I'm sorry, close it to avoid him getting in. Yeah. Already have his foot in. And they tell you, I rushed to, A side room that, you know, next to the apartment I was living in. And he braced the door off. He took the door off the inches. And that day was a disaster. I ended up in the hospital. My dad now got involved. He went to court. He went to jail for six months. Yes, yeah, so I couldn't get away from him until I had to take the plane midnight to come to the United Kingdom. That's how I get a relief.
1: Wow! So that's how you came to the UK. Yes. Right. So where? So where was you living at the time? In Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay. Oh.
0: Yes. But I can tell you, even coming here, that spirit still didn't leave me. Mm.
1: It,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't physical though. It was mm. like more psychological and mental. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, throughout my life it has been a roller coaster until I come to know myself.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, reach a point, a stage in my life that I said to myself, Lord, I'm just going to take a step back from relationship and mm. look after me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Start to invest in myself. You know, I went to college, I studied health and social care. Then um, the last what I would say now on um, education that I went into was university where I studied um uh, criminal psychology. Mm. And yes. I'm happy with my life.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm much happier now. Yeah. I can say I am an overcomer.
1: Yeah. And that's a nice link to your book, which we'll obviously talk, talk a bit more about later, but I just want to take this opportunity to ask you two questions in one. So, that story that you just told, first of all, before I is it, is very powerful. And I know that domestic sort of violence is really big. Like, it's a massive topic. So yeah, so especially when the pandemic was happening and people were forced yes. to live with people that
2: they didn't <laughs> no. want
1: to live with anymore. Because <laughs> yes. there was a virus going around, so, and calls were up, you know, so yeah. So that, that is just, to hear what, sort of your journey and to just hear your story about what you've been through with basically two different people, two men, different men. It's just, it's just a uh, powerful basically. And I'm sure people will relate and it's just reminding people that are in that relationship to find a way to get out of it. If okay. they don't like that partner and, you know, there is help that they can get and also, just to remind them that even if they've been through something, you know, traumatic, like a the domestic relationship, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, a domestic abuse rela- relationship, basically, because that's yeah. basically what it is,
0: mm-hmm. that they need
1: to be reminded that they're still God's gift and there's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with them. So, yeah.
0: And I can uh-huh. tell you how of my story, birth Hands of Rescue. It's an organization that I...
3: Mm
0: you know, started an organization to rescue women and children.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's called Hands of Rescue. Wow.
1: Okay. Yes. Is that another book as well?
0: No, oh. it's no, it's an organization. Oh, organization.
1: Okay, organization. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Oh, yes, wow. Definitely. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah, I, I just came out upon an interview with university. There's a university oh. in Nottingham that yes. comes on board. Yeah, so okay. I like what I'm doing, so... I had an interview with them last week.
1: Oh, great. That's, that's great. That's really, really good. Okay, cool. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So I just wanted to know sort of like uh, what your plans are for the future and also like where do you see yourself in like five years time, Sandra?
0: Yeah, my, my plans for the future, are, um, as I said, to grow my organization because yeah. the book is just one aspect of what I am doing. The book I'm using as a tool.
3: Yeah,
0: I use it as an empowerment tool to inspire and to motivate women. That if I can go through all of this, yeah, mm. Mm. this is my mess that God turned into message. Mm. Some people haven't had half of my story happening to them in their life, and mm. they want to give up. Hmm. <laughs> But for me, my story, people really can say, well, if this woman finds so much strength, where did I find my strength? My strength come from God. Mm. I never forget a gentleman read my book. and say, your story is a good story, but you talk about Jesus too much.
3: <laughs>
0: uh. I said to him, I can't help myself.
3: Exactly. God.
0: He, God is the one that keeps me. Mm. He kept me. Yeah? Mm. He kept me. So I have to you know, put him at the forefront for people to know that if God is for you, who can be against you? Mm. So My book is my tool that I'm using to, you know, to pilot, yeah, to reinforce what I want to do out there. And within the next five years, I'm hoping that my organization grow to an extent that I take it even beyond the United Kingdom. Mm. and my aim, because i'm looking at setting up a skill and training center for women as well so within the next five years i'm looking to establish all of that because one thing i know when women come out of domestic abuse what do we do with them as an organization yeah there are organizations out there because i i i got help from a, an organization in london that called called um i'm not gonna call the name but it was a refuge And Mm. they were very nice to me and my children when we needed help. Yeah. But after we left, nobody followed up to say what happened to this family. Nobody knew if I got a job, you know, to help to maintain myself and look after my children to prevent me from going back into a situation that is detrimental to my life or my children. So this is something that I want to do different. Yeah. Mm. Do something with women to empower them. Yeah, wow. help them to find because I realized people can lose themselves in domestic abuse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there's a program. I have this strategy that I'm going to develop called um, the um, confidence building and self discovery strategy. Okay. That's what I'm going to use for, to help women to rediscover who they are.
1: Wow I could feel a lecture coming in in the uni or around around the you know (laughs) the UK like yeah universities like just inspiring even not necessarily universities even schools and even as early as primary schools as well just to help you know just the class dedicated to women just you know teaching them you know about it and like how to avoid domestic um, violence and you know empowering them like reminding them how special they are and you know so yeah no no I hear you I hear you
0: (laughs) yes because my my MP I don't know if you you saw his um, testimonial
1: yes um, where he
0: says that policy makers should adhere to some of the things that I'm talking about in my book so send a copy to parliament so I'm hoping yeah Yeah. that they will take note
1: I saw the MP's name it's Alex yeah. Norris, Norris. It? Yeah, yeah 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 I saw that yeah that he endorsed it yeah no that that means your book's really really it's touch parliament you know it's yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> special you know it's to, and yeah. that that's that's good that was a really really like fantastic endorsement actually uh, mm-hmm. just to link into that actually this is your opportunity to promote that book to you know people listening or watching if they're watching on YouTube so I'll leave that to you you know what would you like to say about it how can people buy it, you know, et cetera?
0: Yes, I said, um, Overcoming is a very powerful story. It's one woman journey Yeah. to escape domestic abuse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And this book is not just an ordinary book. Yeah, mm. it's a book full with, it's filled with a lot of energy, mm. tenacity, endurance, resilience, determination. Yeah, fight wow. hey. <laughs> and victory. I would say victory. <laughs> yes. Wow. So I would encourage women to buy the book and to support me. I'm looking for like-minded women, mm. yeah, who mm. can make who can turn help to turn other women's life, yeah, mm. to something wonderful. Because a lot of women when they go through, it, they think that's it. God yeah. have got no use for them. Because when these men finish with you, yeah, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, physically, they want to destroy you. Mm. But I'll say, God be for you. Who can be against you?
3: Exactly. So the book, so
0: the book can be found on my website, www.nichecreation.co.uk. If you want to get in touch with me via email, it's info at nichecreation.co.uk. The book is also on Amazon and it's in Lulu.
1: Okay, fantastic. Great. Well done. That's and it's fun.
0: Overcoming by Sandra Nish.
1: Yeah. And I-C-H-E, I-
0: yeah. my surname.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay, cool. So we're going to just do a little bit of a due token roll. And basically, uh, what irritates you, Sandra? So what would you, what, I mean... I think we know, but (laughs) one obvious one, but like it can be that, but it was, is there anything else that irritates you that you love to lock away forever?
0: (laughs) Injustice. Abuse is injustice. Anything that has to do with injustice Mm. has to do with the poor, the needy, you know, vulnerable people. Mm. I never like to see those sort of people get disadvantaged. Yeah. Yes. So mm. that's something. If I had the power to lock it away, I would. Yeah. E.die. Mm. Jakes always said, whatever irritates you, that's your calling.
2: Mm.
0: And anything to do with injustice irritates me. And I think it's a wide topic.
1: Mm.
0: Yes. So I would say that's
1: that. It. So injustice, yeah. Definitely. I, I agree. Yeah. Like it, there has to be like justice in the world, actually, you know, like you got to, there, there needs, it needs to be, you know, proven. I don't know what the saying is, but the person needs to be held accountable if they are. Oh, yes. You know? yes.
0: And racism. But, uh, you know, racism is something that it's not, it's not visible. Mm-hmm. Because, it you know, the society is very intolerant where racism and discrimination is concerned, but mm. we still face it, and mm. I can smell it. It can't hide from me, and that's what irritates me. You know, people treating you as if you think you don't know, haven't got no sense.
2: Mm.
0: They're treating you less than an than individual. They're doing things to you, and they want you to feel as if, you know, what they're doing, they're doing your favor. And the moment you talk, you know they say something wrong with you. Mm. So that comes under injustice too, because who dare us to treat anyone different? You know, because we are all one. We may be different color, different race.
2: Mm.
0: You know, some people are more privileged than others. That doesn't give you the right to abuse or, you know, differentiate. You know, where another person is concerned, look down Mm -hmm. on them, undermine them, and they will treat them and. You know, treat them differently. So, mm. you know, this equality act, it need to be adhered to, look closely at, you know,
2: mm.
0: in organizations, you know, in the workplace, in, in schools, in community society at large. Yeah, so those are the little things, are the big things. It's not little things irritates me, no? it's these big things. And yeah. they come on the injustice.
2: Mm.
0: I think yeah. that's why God gave me this name. He said, Defender of my people.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, because I'm not scared, even though I've gone through domestic abuse. When I come, I'm not come as Sandra, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's how I'll come from, for those women God's sending me for. Mm. Yes.
1: Wow. Powerful stuff. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard so much about you know domestic violence or should i call it domestic abuse violence but Mm. it's been powerful to hear you know about your experiences with it and how you overcome it hence the book overcoming which is you know fantastic we learned you know so much in terms of obviously what you would like to lock your lock away your plans for the future so yeah so at this stage what what i've all i'm left to say is uh, sandra thank you for coming on the Do token podcast to speak chat to me and to talk about your story was very great to have you on the due token podcast yeah no no worries no problem and yeah